I'm a man. 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 Mr. Conceptions. I am back, your host, Bailey Ferguson, for our third episode of Mr. Conceptions. And today we're going to be looking at a bit more of a touchy subject because I think it is so important to make people aware of this in New Zealand, and that is male suicide. Even if you already know it, just really think about this for a moment. Despite all the horrible diseases we could contract, accidents we could be in, or potential ways we could kill each other, we are still killing ourselves more frequently than any of those things. In New Zealand, men are three times more likely to kill themselves than women. Suicide kills twice the number of men than it does in Australia. It is the second leading cause of death for Pākehā men and the third leading cause of death among Māori men, beating cancer. In the same findings, suicide doesn't even make the top five causes of death for women of either origin. And what underpins the urgency behind finding an answer to all of this is that New Zealand also has the highest rate of teen suicides in the developed world. The future of this country, of our boys, is literally depending on it. We are so lucky to have Richie Hardcourt joining us on the line today, a public speaker for health, wellness and lifestyle surrounding males, to give us a little bit more insight into male suicide in New Zealand. Hi, Richie. How are you today? I'm really good, thanks, Bailey. So, firstly, how important do you think it is to raise awareness around male suicide? I think raising awareness is, like, in- incredibly important. I think we are starting to get there. If you look at sort of campaigns by people like Mike King or John Kerwin, the idea that we have a suicide problem is starting to seep into mainstream, you know, c- consciousness. Mm-hmm. I think what's more important now is to look at, OK, we have a problem. How do we raise awareness about what solutions to that are and what the causatives are and how we can all be part of creating those changes. So why do you think that so many more young males are taking their lives compared to females? That's a really complicated question because there there is no one cause of suicidal ideation or suicide, but there are a bunch of different factors that work together, you know, to to, to create problems that we have. Like you say, you know, young, young men are killing themselves in New Zealand, eight Eight men a week kill themselves. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, that, that, that's a heartbreaking statistic. And, and our young men, as, as you know, um, are leading, leading the way. In the OECD, more young men in New Zealand kill themselves than anywhere else. Some ideas around why that ha- is happening, I think we can talk through. I think, um, you know, I do a lot of work around talking about masculinity and what it means to be a man. Yeah. And while that is slowly changing, particularly for... Uh, you know, a, a generation younger than me, we still have uh, unhealthy ideas about what, what it means to be a man, right? So we have that whole man-up culture, the whole don't cry, yeah. be self-resilient, be, t- you know, be, be tough, don't talk about your feelings, bros mm-hmm. before hoes. Those sorts of ideas are still very much in, in play out there, you know? And, yeah. and when you're taught, don't ask for help, uh, just suck it up, boys don't cry, it means that you don't have a, a healthy outlet for feeling lonely mm-hmm. or feeling hurt or, or breaking up with someone or your partner cheated on you or you lost your job and you're really confused. Mm-hmm. When we um, when we don't have those safety valves of being able to talk about our feelings and ask for help, which we all need, mm-hmm. respective of you know, how many tattoos you got or how much you can bench press or how much money you make, yeah. you're still going to experience those things in life. And, and unfortunately, a lot of men don't feel that they can healthily process that with someone else. And so... 
self-harm becomes an option. I think increasingly, if you look at some of the literature, people are trying to buy their way to happiness. We still have the whole concept that, you know, if you earn enough money and you own a house, then you're you're doing well, right? If you look at a lot of literature around mental health, materialism doesn't do anything for us. In fact, it makes us feel worse. If you don't feel good enough all the time and then a trauma occurs to you, then perhaps, you know, ending your life is a option. I mean, suicide is a symptom of something, isn't it? You know, and increasingly we see so many young people and, and young men on, with mental health issues emerging, you know? While there is, like... A, a genetic component to mental health and a family history to people having mental health issues. There is a societal causative as well, you know. We are increasingly acting in isolation. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have connected communities like we used to. Mm-hmm. But these days it's like one person sits in a car and turns their stereo up really loud and gets to work and sits in a cubicle. Yeah, you know, there's no social back and forth and all that stuff that humans actually really need and thrive on to be yeah. healthy and happy. You know, so, so there are all these social drivers that create poor mental health. And then when you have poor mental health and you live in a, a culture that teaches you to be a man and not to talk about your feelings, we see what we're seeing. We're seeing, seeing men kill themselves. Yeah. And if they're not killing themselves, they're hurting other people. Men don't if you, if you look at some of the, the literature around it, men express depression and poor mental health quite often through stereotypically acceptable masculine things, being angry, being irritable, being stoic and not talking about your feelings. You know, so yeah. men who are depressed quite often drink too much or use a lot of drugs or uh, get in violent, you know, violent altercation. And also, unfortunately, they take it out on the women around them. And I must mention overloaded mental health system. You know, we um, still don't have enough access to meaningful intervention for young men when it comes to dealing with that, 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 that you know, poor mental health. So raising awareness is great, in it, but if you go to get help and you can't get that help, that can be potentially negative. Do you think that all of these stereotypes around men and things have almost led us to the point that we fear seeing the men in our lives weak and vulnerable? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I definitely think that there's still a big element that doesn't know what to do with men who are weak and vulnerable. All of us as a, as a society need to look at how we reinforce gendered behavior norms. Say, hey, yo, if you're a dude like, and you're crying in front of the world or you're just crying at home in front of you, that's okay yeah. because crying is normal. It doesn't make you weak. It doesn't, it, you know, like it makes you human. If all men can showcase vulnerability, it gives permission to the other men around them, you know? So yeah. I think that's a, a good cultural goal. Mm-hmm. So would you say then that it's more about society than it is the men? A hundred percent. You know, since the advent of neoliberal capitalism 40-something years ago, we've, can, we've increasingly looked to individualise problems. You know, no one's an island with walls around them impervious to all the cultural influences and societal expectations that are thrust upon them. You know, like if we look at people who kill themselves more, like young Māori men, people who are in the GLBTI community have a, a, a higher self-harm, if we still have these unhealthy ideas about what it is to be a man and what men can do and can't do when it comes to expressing their feelings, and asking for help and how much money they should earn and then that is going to impact on men. When you feel like you can't get out of that, you know, sometimes killing yourself might make sense to you, sadly. Mm. And would you say that there's more support available for women in comparison to that of men? Service-wise, no, mm-hmm. but 
but I think socially, yes, because of those social expectations. It's cool for girls to talk about their feelings and ask for help or, or at least express themselves in a, in a really authentic way. Whereas for men, there's still those roles to, you know, be stoic and be tough and suck yeah. it up and man up. And when you have to man up all the time and put on a hard face when you're dying inside, do that for long enough, that's going to act, that's going to present itself some way. And, and one of those ways that we have, we're seeing is suicide and self-harm, you know? I think the social stuff is what needs to change. The idea that such strong and silent stoicism may get someone through some challenging situations, but when things go really wrong, it traps them into not being able to ask for help. It doesn't mean that being strong and stoic is bad, but it does mean we need to change how we think about men, because at present, I mean, the template for men in 2017 is still mostly the same template we had for men back in the 1930s. Be the breadwinner, be a good father, never cry, don't talk about how you feel, get on with it, and you'll come out right in the end. So I ask the question, what can we do as a community to help prevent suicide in future generations? Yeah, that's a, that's a really great question, Bailey. I think all of us being open to the conversation at any time is cool. I think when we see someone use a phrase like man up or suck it up or don't be a girl, instead of making fun of that person and, and publicly using them as an example for how woke we are, talk with that person. We send them a message and be like, oh, hey, man, like, I know you probably didn't mean anything by it, but when you say man up, it puts all this stress on all the men around you. And, it, and there's an emotional labor to that, and it's fucking frustrating and it's tiring. If we generally understand that ideas are transmitted through language and that we have bad ideas about masculinity and bad ideas about masculinity mean that men are killing themselves. We need to ante up and, and do that work as a community, all of us. Like every single person can, can look at challenging those cultural norms. Someone says, don't cry. Well, ask them why not. We really need to have those conversations in public but I do think there's a space for that calling when, when we're around our friends or you know someone sees something that we know is finding masculinity in an unhelpful way talk with people I think a lot of the time people who want social change yell at people yeah and I get that because it's frustrating and there's a lot to be angry about and righteous about but when you yell at people and you attack people about ideas they might not even know about explicitly people put their walls up yeah you for know sure. if you if you try and build a bridge they're not going to put up a wall. They're going to be like, well, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. Well, it's just a joke, or didn't you see that? And like, yeah. it might be frustrating, but you might plant a seed. And they might think about it when they see an article in the future, or, mm-hmm. or their friend is commit suicide, or, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, about it. Do you know what I'm saying? So I think, I think we all have a, we all have the ability as individuals to change things and we need to look at those more sort of dominant tribes. That's where you have a space to challenge more publicly. And, 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 and like, I think all of us can have a space, men and women or non-binary people, about talking about, hey, like, there is no idea about what it is to be a man. guy who's into poetry and gardening and stereotypically feminine things is just as much a man as a dude who's into, you know, kickboxing and lifting weights and getting tattoos, you know, like, and also those things aren't exclusive. You can be all of those things, Mm -hmm. you know, like you can cry at a notebook and, you know, be an endurance athlete at the same time, you know, like we we quite often put people in one box or the other, but people are complex, man. Men are complex. Yeah. Let's, Let's encourage that complexity rather than force them into these really limited notions of what being a man is. Because when you're stuck in those limited notions, it doesn't give you the pathways to, to deal with 
all that other shit. Kill yourself, you drink too much, you do too many drugs, mm-hmm. you beat up your partner. Yeah, I think we all have that role to change our ideas about what masculinity means. There are a lot of men now who are older and they've come through all of that and they've had their struggles who are saying, yo, I did it wrong, I bought into this, this is not how you do it, give back to our, our younger generation. I mean, it's really important. So, whatever your views, it is hard to argue that the current template of being a man is working for us anymore. It was originally created to survive the harshest conditions, to endure against the odds and provide for our families. But we must find a way of reinventing it to give our boys a better future, because the current price of this narrow view of what it is to be a man is quite literally costing lives. Make sure you subscribe to Mr Conceptions on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Pocket Casts and iTunes. Leave me a review and rating or tweet at me on Twitter at Mr Conceptions. Next week. Can masculinity be defined? Mr. Conceptions.